Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. This is a look at the NCAA Final Four. We're going to take a look at these four teams, look at the odds, break it down for you, tell you some history about the Final Four. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined, as usual, with Vegas Runner. And boy, Final Four, there's really only one team that people expected to be here, and that's Duke. Yeah. And, and even out of all the number ones, they were the least regarded number one coming into the tournament. Let's not forget. We've got a Cinderella story. We've got a team that's coming back for revenge that's really getting lost in the shuffle, the job that Tom Izzo in Michigan State has done. And then we've got West Virginia and Huggy Bear. You know, it's a great story. You know, kind of, you know, let out of Cincinnati on a, yeah. you know, Rode out on the rail there, you know, not a good situation to his uh, run at Cincinnati. And here he is at uh, the school that he went to, West Virginia, and he's taken him to the Final Four since the uh, first time since 1959 when they had a guard by the name of Jerry West. Yeah, people don't and, like him much, but he gets the job done, I'll tell you that, as far as Huggins goes. What we're going to do here in this podcast, and if you want more information about the actual particular breakdowns of the games be sure to check out our other videos at pregame.tv as we're going to actually do our game previews and we'll actually have a free selection uh, from Vegas Runner and myself and our free selections you want to check those out because Vegas Runner you won last week 18 and 8 with your free picks my free picks 21 and 10 so some money to be made with our free picks but what we're talking about today is the final four odds Uh, I'm going to break down the odds and then we're going to talk about it and some history regarding the Final Four. Right now, Duke is the overwhelming favorite to win the national yeah, and championship. And they should be. Let's tell it like it is. Duke, um, if you bet $100, you're going to get back 150 on Duke right Surprising, now. Surprising, because they are playing this number two team. That's why. If, if they were playing a five and West Virginia was on the other side also playing a five, I don't think you'd be getting this nice of a price on Duke. The uh, second favorite is obviously West Virginia. They are a number two seed, but they draw Duke the number one seed. Exactly. Uh, $100 on West Virginia will get you back 280 The long shots... Or in the other the other game, it's the number five seeds, and we'll talk about those number fives in a second. The history with them, but you've got Butler coming in. A hundred dollar bet gets you four hundred and sixty dollars, and Michigan State a hundred dollar bet gets you five twenty five. There, there's some good value on the, on either of those two teams, even though historically neither of those two should cut down the nets, even though. It's no secret. I have Duke. I have a future. I have 20 units pending on Duke to win it all. Obviously, I put them in my bracket to win it all. So I love Duke. But the truth is, from what you read off, I think the value lies in West Virginia. Reason being, if West Virginia upsets Duke, which isn't really even an upset. Line opened up at one. Hmm. I thought it was short. 
It'll probably go to two and a half, three by by game time, but still, it wouldn't be a huge upset. But getting almost three to one on West Virginia when they're going to be favored in the national championship game, I think is a good price. Because if they beat Duke, they're going to be a favorite over Michigan State or Butler, I would think. Well, then it would it would give you some hedge opportunities come the the final. Yeah, because and you'd, 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 be you getting the, you'd be getting the favorite in the national championship game at a plus, dog price, at plus, plus two, money. Yeah. Uh, plus the 280 price. So that's the only reason to me it sticks out as having value. Because as far as taking Butler or Michigan State, you could just bet them in the national championship game and, and get a good price on them on the money line anyway. Duke's going to be a prohibitive favorite, and even West Virginia is going to be a favorite. So I don't see that much value in betting either of those dogs, even though getting 6-1 to one now isn't the worst bet I've ever seen, especially since one of them will be in the national championship. So I think you got to look there. I don't think the value's with Duke, even though that's the team that should get it done. Definitely the value's not with, with Duke, uh, for sure. Um, the situation with Butler... Let's say Butler or Michigan State, if they're they're going to be, as you said, a dog in the national championship, what would you make the money line either one of those two teams? That, that's that's the thing that I was trying to, to figure out. How high of a favorite would I make Duke over either? Mm-hmm. And how high of a, a, um, a favorite would I make West Virginia over either? Uh, the, the, the difficulty in doing that right now is that the national championship game is going to be influenced, at least the point spread is going to be influenced by public perception so heavily until we see how those final four games play out. It's pretty tough to, you know, determine that. I mean, if Butler comes out and plays lights out, annihilates Michigan State, and, you know, Duke barely gets by West Virginia or the other way around and they play double overtime or something like that, then I don't think they'd be that high of a favorite, you know? So I think that's where the difficulty comes in. Well, and the other thing is if, if Butler gets by and gets into the national championship game, there's no question they are of the four teams, they're the media darling. Right exactly, now. exactly. They're all the references to, to the Hoosiers movie. Exactly. And Playing at home. Fun. So there's no question there. You might get a little short price. Me, myself, and, and here's where the history comes in. Um, for 21 straight years, the NCAA champion has been a four seed or lower, which means... Or better, you mean. Yeah, right. A, yeah. a one to four seed. Right. Uh, so with that said, history says... Duke or West Virginia is cutting down the nets. Right. Now, but my question is, you know, and I don't have that to go back and look at the 21 straight years, is... How many times has there been a number of five, six, or seven playing in the playing national in the championship? championship sure. Because you're going to be guaranteed a that, five gets, uh, that a five in, this gets year. in. Yeah, right. yeah. And then I got to say too, really looking at Michigan State and looking at Butler, are they really five seeds? Yeah. Butler was a top ten team preseason. Yeah, yeah. And, and they did what they were supposed to do. They won they, their, their They got the nation's longest winning streak. Yeah, yeah. What have they done for their stock? They annihilated to, to their conference. They annihilated their conference tournament. I mean they did what they did the right state to put the exclamation point. If you're a number five seed, you're saying that at best you, the committee said you're the seventeenth best team in the country. At best, because, right, right, right. You know, all the five the 16, that are there. 17, sure, sure, sure. Sixteen to twenty. You know, but 
they're definitely better than, a, than, yeah, than yeah. that because they were top ten preseason. They ended the season with the nation's longest what winning, they were supposed to. longest yeah. winning streak, twenty four games. How can you not say? I I think that you know Butler is not a Cinderella, um, but. History says that it won't be. Um, we've got only one number one seed. And look at Michigan the State. Four. They got experience. They were here last year. They're playing with revenge. How many times does a team get to come back and and try to you know get a mulligan for you know you were in yeah. the national championship last year? Couple more stats we got to squeeze in here that. Uh, the number one seed making the final four this year, exactly one or two number one seeds have made the final four 21 of 26 years. So history's held up there that, you know, you got to get, you know, a one, generally a one's one getting in, in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'd say it's Duke. Um, I wish I'd say right. Butler and Michigan State have no shot. I honestly think the odds are a little bit overinflated on them. I, but I, I, but agree. I agree with you that. You're going to get a price on either one uh, in the championship. The, yeah, game. yeah. So you can wait one game instead of taking a position on either one or right. both. You could sit back and say, yeah, if Michigan State makes it and they play Duke, they're going to be a dog. If, right. if Butler makes it, they might even end up being, you know, a, a nice a sized dog too. So, well, there you go. You have the history of the Final Four. Uh, talked a little bit about you know some of the teams how they got here. Be sure to check out our other. Uh, podcast. Go to pregame.tv. Check out all of our podcasts. We're going to have the segments on both games and then a third video where we actually give some picks. So check it out. We got complete coverage, wall to wall final four. Oh, yeah. This is it this week. Enjoy the games. This has been a pregame.com podcast. You can download and listen all of our podcast at iTunes. Just search for pregame.com and you'll be able to find us. Thanks for watching and we'll be back with more videos. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com This is segment one of three big game preview. What we're going to do is we're going to preview the Butler-Michigan State game and then we're going to, in a later video, preview West Virginia and Duke. And in our third and final video, we're going to actually give you a free pick from Vegas Runner and myself. I am Marco D'Angelo, joined as always by Vegas Runner. We're coming to you live from the pregame.com studios here in Las Vegas. It's Final Four week. We're going to preview Michigan State and Butler as we do each and every week. VR hit me up with the numbers. All right. This one opened up Butler as a one and a half point favorite and the total 126. As of this morning, we're looking at the same thing pretty much all across the board. I have seen a couple books drop to one, go back to one and a half. So very little movement as, as far as the side or the total goes for this game. Well, to set the stage for this game, we've got two number five seeds, Michigan State and Butler. Um, I think, honestly, the bigger surprise to be here, and it's going to sound strange to say, is the Michigan State team. The, even though they were a team that was played in the national championship last year, they lost some people. This wasn't supposed to be Michigan State's year. No, I mean, they lost the Big Ten championship game to Minnesota. So when they came into the tournament, you know, no one was that high on Michigan State. Everyone kept saying they have Izzo. It's as far as Izzo could take them. But, I mean, no one expected this team 
to get to the Final Four. I understand what you're saying as far as them being a surprise. I agree it, with you. And you hit the nail on the head. This team's going to go as far as Izzo takes them. I'm going to say it right now, and, and listen to me closely. Tom Izzo may be the best college basketball coach in the country, and he just flies under the radar. Oh, big time, dude. Because he's not flashy. His teams are going to play your games in the 60s. The, you know, you're not going to have the 80-point you know, up-and-down-type floor-type games that you're going to see maybe with a Kentucky or no, you know, no, a flashy no. team. He's going to play defense. He's going to play defense. It's going to be hardcore. And to be honest with you, you know, when Michigan State— He's a point guard like he always does. He always has a good uh, point guard, and uh, this guy just flat out knows how to how to win. Do you know that before this year's team that's in the Final Four now, every four-year starter coming into this year of this Michigan State team has played in a Final Four. So if you played for Tom Hizzo four years. You, you have that. gone to a Final Four. That's incredible. It, His first two years in the league, two NITs. Since then, he's made the tournament every single year, man. That's huge, dude. That's huge. It, it is. And, and like I said, the guy just doesn't get enough credit. Why? Because, like I said, his teams don't win flashy. And this says it all. They've won four games to get to Saturday, to the Final Four. They won the four games by a total of 13 points. Yeah. Think and, about that. And what were two of them? Four, four wins, 13 points total, and the, they've won the four It, it makes five. sense, though. Their last three games was no higher than a two-point spread. They were either a one-point dog or a one, one-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, more a dog, one-and-a-half-point dog. I mean, there were coin flips in every game, whether they should even be here or not. I mean, this wasn't a team that was favored, not even in their second round in thir- a game, or the Sweet 16, or the Elite Eight. So, I mean, that tells you they're not supposed to be here as far as the odds makers are concerned. Now, on the flip side, we've got a Butler team. And, you know, Butler is like, you know, the little engine that could. Yep, okay? yep. No they're height. The, they're the small school. Uh, you know, you're going to... I can't... You know, you have to do it. You're going to hear the reference a hundred times at least this week. They're going to talk about the, one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Yeah, Hoosiers, Hoosiers, Gene Hoosiers. Ackman and, and, you know, Hoosiers. I, I'll be honest. We're taping on Tuesday. I, I talked about it on the, our This Week in Vegas podcast. Um, Monday night, you know, my fiance never saw the movie Hoosiers. I, I sat her down and said, you're, you're watching this movie. Time to tonight. watch Hoosiers. And, you know, it's just... it. This is the story. I yeah. Mean, you know, not only the fact that, you know, they actually filmed the championship game, you know, at, you know, their university right. and, you know, the picture's still on the wall, you know, the championship team from Hoosiers, but they're playing this game 10 minutes from their, yeah, their home. Yeah, six miles. You know, it, it, it's crazy. Uh, but I don't look at Butler as... Cinderella. No, even with their young coach. The guy, he was the fast. He got 50 wins in 56 games. Imagine that. You take over a team, you get your 50th win by your 56th game. So obviously, the guy knows how to win, man. And he's doing it with a young team. I don't care how people say, you know, he took over a team that was already on the rise. Mm -hmm. You know, Lick Litter, whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. had already made Butler what they are. (laughs) This guy's pushing three sophomores out there. So, I mean, obviously... This kid knows how to coach. I give them all the credit in the world. I'm happy a team like Butler 
has been able to get this far. I don't compare him to that George Mason team of two years back, three years back. I think George Mason was more of a surprise than Butler is. Absolutely. I mean, how can you say Butler is truly a surprise when... They were preseason top 10. Yeah. And the ESPN had them 10. <laughs> exactly. AP had them 11. Exactly. Preseason. Exactly. And you win the final 24 games in a row. And they the had season. the second toughest non-conference schedule in all of college basketball. So this team is for real any way you look at it. They play defense like very few teams can. And for a team of this size that lacks so much height to be able to get this far... Is incredible, and I think they going against Michigan State. That's a big plus for them that they're not going against a huge team. You know, uh, imagine if they had to face a team that was real tall and real athletic. Right. I think then they might be in some trouble. But as long as nobody towers over them and they could play their slow ball, their their slow tempo, and not get overwhelmed inside the paint and hit from the outside, this team will be just fine and they could get to the national championship. But if Izzo comes up with a plan, like he always does, especially in the second half, you know, don't be surprised, this Michigan State team. Well, both teams are fundamentally sound yeah. coaching wise. That that's the key and, and that's something that makes maybe a team that's you know a little bit inferior or lack depth be an equalizer is when you don't make mistakes, you know, you're not throwing possessions away. They make every possession count and they're able to slow the game down. And when you slow the game down that slows the number of possessions for both teams and they do things right. So this is going to be a very interesting game. We'll have a free pick in our segment three. Uh, this was just giving you the you know the the three sixty view of this game from both sides of the coin, looking at it from the Michigan State side and looking at it from the Butler side. So we'll be back with an official pick in this game in segment three. Uh, coming up in segment two, we're going to break down West Virginia and Duke, which a lot of people will look at that game and say that is for the national championship. More or less. Because, you know, who comes out of that game should go on and beat whoever uh, they face. Or they'll be favored to it. They will be favored to, absolutely. So this is going to wrap up segment one of three. Um, If you're watching us on YouTube, obviously check out our other videos. But if you want to download and listen, you can always go to iTunes. Just search pregame.com and you'll find all of our podcasts. Download, listen at your convenience. Um, This has been segment one. I'm Marco D'Angelo. He's Vegas Runner. We'll be right back with segment two. This is segment two of three. Big game preview. We're going to take a look at West Virginia and Duke. We're going to break the game down for you. Then in segment three, we'll be back. Vegas Runner and myself will give you our selections on the final four. We'll have one free pick from each of us. I am Marco D'Angelo, joined by Vegas Runner. West Virginia at Duke, as we always do. VR, what is the number on this game? All right, we have some movement on this one. Unlike the the other game, this one's got movement on the side and the total. Duke opened up as a one-point favorite with the total at 133. As of this morning, Duke's up to two and a half, and the total's down to 131. I've even seen a couple threes 
at some offshore books and also here in town at a couple books that I stopped at. I ended up seeing threes up on the board for uh, Duke. Now, do you take this early action as sharp money or do you look at it as... You know, this is public perception. Duke's the name that's left in the Final Four. Uh, the thing is, when it, when it comes to Duke, even though they are the marquee name, the marquee team, truth is, betters don't love them. There's bad hit, bad taste in my mouth. And I love Duke. And I was afraid during the season. They burned me, you know, so I'm not going to lie. Um, so I, I think this was one of them situations where they just brought out too low of a number I think for the wise guys and they knew that this one's going to move in just one direction Duke's favored and they were able to get ahead of the market and at the same time I think get, see that they're getting the best of the number because according to my own line I didn't think this should have came out at one either I, I have mine closer to that three range that it's at right now. So I, I think it was a little of both. It was, let's get down at the best number we could, knowing it should go up, and let's get ahead of the market in case, like you said, public does fall in love with Duke you know, up until game time, and this does go above three, then they have a nice middle, a nice yeah. buyback. That's what I was... up goes above the three. That's what I was going to get at. That this, to me, this smells like you see a number of Duke minus one. Uh, yeah, for you're in a good opener. spot. Public perception's going to be when we get to right. Saturday, there's only one way to bet that. You know, pick the winner, Duke or West Virginia. The You know, the average guys that are going gonna up to the window Duke. betting their 20 and 50 right. Right, right. All of those add up. People don't understand right, right, that right. there's thousands of people that bet fifty dollars, yeah. and that adds up very quickly. You know, for the Absolutely. house exposure, Absolutely. that as that line begins to creep, the wise guys come back in and, and, and grab yeah, the West if Virginia. If this goes above three, they're definitely going to find themselves with a profitable middle, so they're going to jump on it right away. Uh, that's fact. Um, the only. Uh, thing that by taking Duke early is gives them the best of both worlds right. because they know they're going to get the they're best not number. Get, yeah, they're not gonna get it's Duke not going to go the other order. way. West Virginia is not going to be the side that that Gets goes the to favored. You know, yeah, it would it would never. Cross so now through. they could just sit back and take the best of it either way. They're in a good spot. This is a tough game to, to break down because I mean. Uh, I'm not surprised West Virginia's here. I had them getting here, I'll tell you that. And I know a lot of people that had West Virginia even cutting down the nets. I mean, what well, they I, did I, the I big East. West, I read yeah, West you're a Virginia. big fan of West Virginia. You're not surprised they're here, are they, you? They hurt me in the Big East tournament with where they had the big leads. And, they and they, they let it go. They yeah, let it yeah. go, and they ended up only you know winning by a couple whenever I was laying two and a half. Yeah, they, they went by two. one, yeah. Um, the situation, though, what they did in the Big East, and I rode them in, in the... The uh, NCAA tournament, and I've cashed, so I've got West Virginia, the, the yeah. money that I lost with them in the Big East. They I got, got back. back. But the thing is, that's what made them so tough here, because now they've weathered the storm. Yeah. They, they've had the experience of playing in a big game. And the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden. It gets that, that's just, that's yeah, just about yeah. as big as There's it not gets. too much of a bigger stage. Right. And so they're mentally and battle-tested yeah, for this tournament. And they went in Saturday and played a Kentucky team that once Syracuse lost, Kansas was already out, Syracuse got knocked out, the public basically 
handed Kentucky oh, the yeah, national yeah, championship. Yeah, 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 sized up their ring finger that, that already. Was, that was it, and that was the kiss of death. In, in West Virginia, I had them Saturday. You know, they took you know they took Kentucky, and the good thing is Kentucky got out to that lead, but West Virginia didn't panic. They they played you know within themselves. Yeah. They came back, and I'll tell you what—he's done a marvelous job. You know, we were both at the Bellagio that yeah. on Saturday, Marco. And what did you see when Kansas State went down? On Once it was game. official that Kansas State wasn't going to get the money, people were already lining up to bet Kentucky like it was free money. Right. I mean, I, we started over here. No way, both favorites go down. Right. No way. Kentucky don't advance, and people couldn't wait to double up on Kentucky. And I agree with you. I I thought the value was on West Virginia too. They're not getting any respect. This team, and, and they've had this tech the second toughest schedule overall, and they've been able to do what they've done this year. I mean, they're they're an experienced group. The only thing they lack is true size. I mean, you know, they're athletic, they're big, but they're not tall. They're not a very tall team, and I think that could create problems with Duke because Duke is a much taller team this year than years past. Other than that, my, what I was interested in hearing is what did you? how do you feel the pace will be dictated? Because West Virginia loves to bring it up at a crawl. And Duke, but West Virginia can play. They can run it, they pick it up. Play, yeah, they yeah. Played enough games in the Big East this year Forced against the, the other teams. Where, yeah, where, because the Big East, you know, they have the teams like Notre Dame that likes to slow it down. And to be honest with you, I think the slowdown game is the game that West Virginia struggled the most. They struggled against. Notre Dame, when Notre Dame took the game to a crawl. Right. Then they played the fast-paced games when they played Pitt this year. They went up and down the floor. Some of the other games, Syracuse and that, there's teams in the Big East that do like to run. I think West Virginia is a very athletic club. I think they're better in transition than they are in the half-court. Duke is a slow-paced team, too. I mean, they play that half-court stuff. I mean, they're not going to run up and down. They're no Kansas. This is the most versatile Duke team that I've exactly. seen. Exactly. They, they are. They are. They do have an inside game that they that's haven't had in yeah, the last yeah, several yeah. years. Yeah. And usually why, their tempo is so much faster than it is this year. But that's why with with them having the big inside game this year, I think it's to West Virginia's advantage to play up tempo against Duke because you know if you play the half court game, one you're limiting your possessions when you slow it down. Yeah. Okay. And when you're limiting the possessions, you need to be shooting well from the floor because with the size disadvantage, you know, the Duke's going to have the advantage there yeah. with the rebounding. You're not going to get a ton of offensive rebounds, so you're going to get a lot of one and done. Right, right. So you better hit them. And when you look at the games last week, people are going to look at the West Virginia-Kentucky game and say, Kentucky lost that game because Kentucky lost. They missed their first 23 They couldn't games. hit a three to save their okay, life. Yeah. Forget about that. If you're going to subscribe to that in your handicapping, just write the check. I'll take your bet. Because what's missed in it is West Virginia didn't shoot well either. No, 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 not okay. at all. They're only talking all. about that. They're focusing on one stat. West Virginia shot 30-some percent from the Yeah, no, they the weren't floor. hitting lights out. So it, no. wasn't, it wasn't a great situation in that game. But I'll tell you what. I watched the Duke-Baylor game. And although Duke, and I know you had a big play on Duke, and you got the money, and that's great. Duke to me, was life and death yeah. for most of that game. Baylor played them 
toe to toe. And what happened, and this is where that experience factor comes, and Baylor had all those blowouts. And again, this is something that if you listen to our videos that we did on how to handicap, one of the things that I always emphasize is teams that play these dogfight yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, they get tested. Make, make them tougher when they move on. Sure, sure. Because they've experienced They know that. how to handle a key possession. Okay. Baylor did not. No, they had no, blowouts no. in all of their games, and when it got to the two-minute mark, and this game was down to the every possession right. was life or was death. Was going to matter? Baylor, excuse me, the Chokes. butts. Just they got this type. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. And that course. basket trunk. Where Duke's the opposite. They hit their free throws. They hit their free throws. They're like, they let's, key, let's be tied with a, a minute three. left, and we're gonna win. They hit a key three. Mm-hmm. They hit the free throws. Baylor come down, panic, put up ill-advised shots and just totally fell apart in the last two minutes of that game. That's great. I mean, that's part of the handicapping when you right, look at right, right. and you look at experience and you, you know they're coaching, going to be strong down the street. They've strength. already been there. They know what to do in that position. And Duke's had some close games this year and it made them battle-tested, but Baylor didn't. And that was the difference of that game. Uh, you know, Now we come here, Duke Plays West Virginia. West Virginia's had a lot of tight games. Duke got to experience one against Baylor, so that's going to make them stronger. But you know, you talk about it. We've uh, you know, we've gone over the limit here on this one, guys. Already. Hey, we will be back segment three. Free We're going to have our actual free picks. He's Vegas runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit PregameLines.com. This is segment three of three. This is where we're going to actually give you our free picks. I am Marco D'Angelo, joined by Vegas Runner. We're each going to give you a free pick. Let me recap a couple things for you. We've got a free coupon for you. We do each and every week. We give you a free coupon that you can use here at PregamePros.com. Just go to pregamepros.com, check out all of our hot cappers, and boy, do we got some hot cappers. Vegas runners hit 10 college basketball plays in a row. Uh, I'm on a 9-2 and two run. Mike Hook, 19-4. and four. Guys, just insane. Just great stuff at the site. Check it out. When you go to the checkout, whatever, whatever you want to buy into your shopping cart, at the checkout, if you enter the words, Final four. Just type out final and the number four. We're going to give you $10 off. That's anything you buy, $10 off. Use that coupon. And VR, if somebody has a pick for $10 and they use that coupon. Drinks are on the house. It's free. It's on RJ. We love giving away RJ's money. Now, this is segment three. Free picks. This is the pay-per-view section of our video. This is the big one, yeah. The first two segments, we actually broke down in great detail both of the final four games for Saturday. Now, we're taping on Tuesday, live from Las Vegas here at the pregame.com studios. And uh, Vegas Runner, our free picks have been uh, right on the money. Like I said, this should be on pay-per-view right now. We both nailed our free picks last week. That brings your record to 18-8, and the last 26 here for free. Almost 70%. Nice job, my man. Um, I'm 21-10 and with my picks the last 31. It's almost 70% too. So, you know, we're just, we're we're nailing them out and it's all free. 
And let's get to it. We're going to go to Vegas, Runner. Which game are you coming with your free pick? You know where I'm going. I'm going straight to the bigger one, baby. Duke, West Virginia, the one everyone wants you to know You trying to say about. I'm not ready for prime time? No, no, you are. But you, 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 you have this tendency to find those diamonds in the rough, those games that someone may not even be paying attention to, and you grab that dog that wins outright, you know, where I'm more towards, you know, ABC Prime, the lights are on. I like that primetime game. So I'm going to have to go to the one everyone's talking about. And I'm not going to lie. I like Duke. Let me just lay it out there straight into the bottom line. Um, Any way you look at it, this line should not have come out at one. Um, My true line was almost five. Okay, And I thought I was... Weighing a little heavy towards Duke, I'm not going to lie, because yes, I am biased towards them. So even without that bias, I still would have made them at least four, four and a half. So there's line value there. But more importantly, I think there's a lot of matchup advantages for Duke. They play that great man-to-man most of the time, um, but they could switch it up to a zone. And because they are going to have such a height advantage over West Virginia, I think that's going to create a lot of problems. More importantly... West Virginia is going to have to knock down threes to stay in this game. But when you're playing against the team who's number three in all of college basketball and defending the three, you're going to have some trouble you know, having success. I just think this is Duke's game to lose. It's probably going to be the square side, and I get accused a lot of you know, fading the square side, even though that's never my intention. That's just where the road leads me a lot of times. But if I love a side, I'm not worried if all the squares are on it because the squares have become a lot more sophisticated in 2010 than they were 20 years ago. For our listeners' benefit, we are taping on Tuesday. Currently, this line is minus two and a half. Correct. And it is starting to pop up at correct, three at correct. places. A lot of people are not going to see this video maybe till later in the week. What are we looking? I mean, obviously, I like values change. It, it, it's going to. I would lay them up to three, Marco. I feel comfortable up to three. <laughs> After that, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd have to dig a little deeper because taking it to two possessions changes the the the, the game completely. I, I like. I know that Duke could hit them free throws. So if you could get me from three points or less, I love them. I'm not going to lie. I have a 20 unit future on Duke. So if this line goes above three, I might be forced to hedge some of that and take the points with West Virginia just on the future. Future has nothing to do with my day-to-day grind. It's a different bankroll. It's a way to diversify your accounts. I talk about that all the time in Morning Moves. But to make a long story short, day-to-day grind, I think there's a lot of value in Duke. That's the bottom line. Coach K, three national championships. 10 Final Fours, and he wins 80% of tournament games straight up. I'll take my chances with Coach K and the Blue Devils. All right. Well, we'll go to my free pick, and we're going to go to the Michigan State-Butler game. Um, I've been riding Michigan State. I'm not Yeah, you have. You. You've been and on Izzo. I, I love Izzo, and, you know, he's been uh, – honestly, I think Tom Izzo is one of the best college basketball coaches in the country. Yeah. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves. But with that said, I'm not taking him. Nope. I'm going to Butler. <sighs> The butler is going to do it. Have you been watching Hoosiers too well, much this you know, week? You I, watched I, it yourself. <laughs> watched it with the fiance. Uh, I think he's got a little Hoosier. A little, he's drinking the Hoosier gate. I, I well, it's there, but I'll, I'll tell you the what. The Hoosier aid. This butler team is sound in every aspect. 
They've shown me something twice during the tournament. They had big leads on both yeah, they Syracuse kind of folded. You're so and right, Kansas dude. State. You're so both right. times big leads. Syracuse stormed back, took a one-point lead in the second half. Most teams against the number one seed, that would have been it. They would have folded up, the, folded. folded up the tent. Kansas State came out as flat as a pancake on Saturday. Uh, and, and believe me, it's bitter for me to take it because I had a big right, play right. on Kansas State. And I've Tw- witnessed he, bets, he bet it pretty big. Dude, 20 so. points they scored <laughs> in the first half. Butler controlled the game. Kansas State comes storming back in the second half at about the five-minute mark, four, between four and five minutes left. Kansas State took the lead, had complete momentum. Oh, that the, the, the the gym momentum changed, the crowd momentum changed, the refs changed. Everything went to Kansas State's side. Butler did not fold. They held their composure. They regrouped, and not only did they they win, they they kicked the margin back out. That showed me signs. Yeah, of, they took of, it right of, back of, off the seven right away. That showed me signs of a team that is, is ready to advance one more game. I don't know what I'll do in the championship game, but they're ready to go one more game. They're not, they're not going to be intimidated, right, they're, at all. They're I not don't see be. it. Michigan State, they've played super, but let's look deeper. And they are playing shorthanded, and sooner or later, it catches it, it, up it's going to wear its ugly head and bite them. And I think this is where it bites them. They caught Northern Iowa after a week of just living on cloud nine. This team made it to the Sweet 16, never been to the Sweet 16 before, beat, you know, and moved on and was going to play in the Elite Eight and all, you know, just it, it was a great situation for Northern Iowa after the Kansas game. I just don't think they were mentally prepared to play a fundamentally sound Michigan State team, and Michigan State beat them. Then in the next game, they, Michigan State against Tennessee. That they, was there was a Tennessee. Tennessee down the stretch showed what it bit them during the every, season. The, every year they, with those seniors, they just they're not disciplined to close right out time. games. The, Tennessee should have beat Michigan State. Yeah. I had Michigan State. I'll take the ticket. I cashed it. I, the money's in my pocket. Dude, that team, That's Tennessee right. team, should have came. Tennessee should have won. This, this this team of Tennessee should have came close to winning a national championship with those seniors, and, dude. An advantage that Michigan State had is when Michigan State watched Tennessee play Ohio State, a team that Michigan State's knows very, very well. Yeah. So they saw what kind of stuff worked and, and what, what did, didn't yeah, work, and yeah. in, in being familiar with one of the teams like helped it, helped them to prepare for Tennessee. Now they're playing a different animal in Butler. This team, you know, yeah, they win on Saturday. I might watch Hoosiers again. <laughs> so they're, they're I like, I'm not going to lie. I came in uh, a little on the fence. I leaned Butler. I told you right off the bat. Yeah, that's the side you I'm leaning to right now. But uh, you, throughout the day, lunch with Marco, he convinced me this Butler team's for real. There you go. Those are our free picks this week. This has been a pregame.com podcast. You can watch all of our videos at pregame.tv. Don't forget, give us your predictions. Watch the video. Put your predicted final scores in. If you get the right score, hit it on the button. 
We'll give you $100. baby. You can check us all out. Also, all of our podcasts on iTunes. Just search pregame.com. You can download and listen anytime you want. That wraps up this week. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the Final Four and the championship game. He's Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. Thanks for watching, as always.